which is called the Science Podcast. And these are a, a couple of atheists that run this podcast. So I thought you'd be interested to hear what they say. This is only one little bit, it's like it's over half an hour, and I couldn't play you the whole thing because I'd have to have so many beeps in it bleeping out uh, the expletives. Because you can't pray in this shit's a space! Tonight's episode of the Science Enthusiast Podcast is brought to you by Keurig Coffee Pots. For when you want to boycott something in order to show your support for child molesting. Yeah. Keurig. <laughs> <laughs> uh... I think we just, I, I hope like hell they are not like a legit sponsor for Blog Talk Radio because now they're going to be like, Dan, oh. there was a concern like that, that, that yeah. voice my old boss used to give me at work. There was a concern that you said, and I'm like, fuck, God damn it. Like what that now? You said child molester in the same sentence as Kirk. Like, can you, like, <laughs> is this the most 2017 boycott that has existed? It's not even a boycott. It's it's it's, it's a, we gave you our money. Now uh-huh. we're going to destroy the thing that we bought from exactly. you. And as yeah. if as if our significant other or someone else that we live with in our house is going to go, hey, I want some damn coffee, but also I want to be incredibly wasteful uh, with plastic. And gener- that's a side conversation that we could have later. But, yeah. but this is what <laughs> like, people, people they, are just They win and you're going to buy a new pots. one. Yeah. I mean... It's a win-win. <laughs> it's yeah. So I mean, I'm I'm just kind of like I like I don't have a Keurig, but if I was in the market for a coffee pot, I'd I'd grab one, I guess, drink some maybe like mediocre-ish coffee, and just boycott the boycott, which isn't a boycott. I don't we're I don't even know. I don't even know, but this is just destructo It is. This is this is where we are. People wanted to smash things. It's like office space when he smashes the um the what is this? Smash a printer or something? Yeah. Yeah. Like that's what I imagine these Sean Hannity fans are doing is just taking it out to an open field, their fucking coffee pot, and just going ham on the coffee pot. Like, what? What are people? (laughs) Like awful. I yeah I mean I'm I'm pretty much of that opinion right now so yes exactly that welcome people to this to this show please <laughs> <laughs> just do it oh. hello and thank you for listening to the science enthusiast podcast my name is Dan and as always I am joined by my brilliant and recently tattooed friend Natalie yeah I add, I added you know just a little extra descriptor Br- brilliant a, was there already you a, and I you got a woodpecker tattooed on you like what are you the woodpecker I, uh, except not because it's your favorite cartoon growing up as it, a child and now you're just not. gonna go <laughs> uh-huh. no i'm not no i'm not and actually you know i did, what I was I did not practice doing that that was, that the, was the little i'm not gonna try it again because it i know again. i'm not gonna nail you it you peaked that first time but um <laughs> it's all downhill but so for the rest so of my yeah life. i did i did get a a woodpecker not woody the woodpecker but from the cover of a tom robbins book and actually i'm gonna i think throw up um on patreon a little essay. Up. Yeah, throw I'm just going to vomit all over, <laughs> word vomit all over Patreon. I'm doing really well tonight. I mean, clearly this is just, I'm just not having the best day. So this is, you know, whatever. Good, but good. Allow me to make it worse for you. <laughs> yeah, let, let's let's just go down in flames right now. But I do think I'm going to um, put on Patreon a little, little essay-ish thing I wrote about my tattoo because I was just, I just did today. Actually, I think it came out pretty decent. So if you give us money, you get to know my feelings. Patreon.com slash TSE podcast or click the link in the in the show notes. 
Yeah. That's, See, a good, like, that's a good promo. Wasn't that, a, wasn't that a good promo? Just put pictures of Natalie on there. Just put, put pictures of me and and my tattoo. Oh, so which we is... start getting mail. Dan is taking advantage of Natalie. Oh, God. Literally it, pimping her out now. L- literally. <laughs> for a dollar. I'll show you my for tattoo a for a dollar. <laughs> for a dollar an episode. <laughs> you too. Oh, my be... God. I hate everything right now, including this. But... Speaking yeah. Oh, I was oh, going to yeah. use that as our, yeah. as our segue. Speaking of hating everything, yeah. why don't you tell us about yeah. our God of the Week? All right. So we are – I mean, this this is all just rolling really nicely together. Um, so this week I chose Hel, the Norse god of the underworld. Um, okay. So this is one of those cases of, yeah, you can judge a book by its cover because <laughs> she's all sort of gangrenous looking, like sort of rotten. And her face is just ugly. And I'm sorry, don't don't shoot the messenger here. Like, I'm just reporting the facts as I've heard them from the internet. So this poor girl, right, she's banished, poor ugly girl, banished down to the underworld by Odin simply because she is the daughter of the trickster god Loki. And Loki was Odin's, like, son or adopted son or something. So... I'm just imagining their holidays over in the Norse god world were just awkward as hell because nobody likes each other. Um, So here we have it. You know, hell goes to live in hell. And yes, this is where we get the name for hell. But not that not that Christianity would ever steal anything from another religion ever. Like, oh, I don't know. Maybe even like when Christmas actually happens, but it should be in June instead of December. But anyway. But let, let's not let's not go there. They don't they don't take anything. This is all coincidence. <laughs> so the thing is, though, um, this version of hell is pretty much sort of the opposite of what we think of when we think of, you know, burning flames and all this stuff. The Norse version of the underworld is cold, damp, dank and just full of all these apathetic souls who didn't do anything exciting with their lives. So well, you just said it's dank, though. Not memes. So... They have no memes. They have no memes. I read that too. I don't know that they it don't. It was meme free. It. I um, don't know that they don't. You can't. Can something be dank but not? I mean, I guess you can have dank weed. You can. I mean, dank you weed. can. I can't. I. I yeah. <laughs> right, that's true. That, <clears throat> that's a, that's a fact. Not that I ever did. Um, so, not, that you ever did. not that I ever did. So, see, in in the Norse world, the 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 people that were like wild and free and adventurous and you know, they were rewarded for their, like, just wildlife. But the lazy ones, they just got sent down to hell to just chill forever in what seems it's like, like the shitty af- purgatory. It is. It's like the afterlife version of, I don't know, like grandma's, like, moldy basement or something. I don't know. <laughs> but um, so so hell also, in addition to just, I guess, living in this shithole, um, she was the goddess of, you know, the blues, sadness, because... Her her abode kind of lends itself well to melancholy and the infinite sadness. That's a Smashing Pumpkins reference because I am old as yeah. fuck. Obviously, I'm so sorry. Um, and and that's that's our that's our God of that the was, week. That was the first double CD set I ever bought, and one of the Same. last because I listened be to that all the time, like it, a lot it would, in high it would, school. It would seriously fuck up your CD tower too. Like I had one that had six slots for yeah. double CD, like a sixty. Oh yeah, yeah, tall right. Tower. 
uh, and it, I got to the point where I said, I can't buy any more double CD sets, so no thank you, please. No, I, I fucking loved that. And, you know, the other night I just watched the music video for the song 1979, which is like one of my faves from that album, but I digress. Um, we have some really important business to talk about with um, Andrew Seidel. We got to talk up. about some Johnsons. Some super sexy Johnson amendments. We Amendment. we tried to sex it up. That, we that was it the up. that was that was that was the instruction was we got from from Captain from America Andrew himself. Se- yeah. Yeah, Esquire. Captain yeah, America like sex, Esquire. Sex I, I I wonder yeah. I wonder if I wonder if I wonder if that's copywritten if we can call it that without being sued by Marvel. I wonder. We'll have to look into that. Or we could just do it and just say, just hey, Marvel's yeah. not going to pay attention. <laughs> that's no, that's they, poor form. I, I, don't I, don't, think, I don't like I, that. I don't think that we're on Marvel's radar, but I, I might just be like, you hey, know, they're a small business. Yeah. They're just trying to make it. We shouldn't we shouldn't rip off them at all because. No, <laughs> no, we'll be, we'll be back with Atheist Captain America after the break. All right, this afternoon we are thrilled to welcome our friend, Atheist Captain America, also known as Andrew (laughs) Seidel from the Freedom From Religion Foundation, back to our show for the I've lost count of how many times, but he is the thing of Ken Ham's nightmares, and (laughs) we are here to talk about the super sexy Johnson Amendment. That's how you proposed it to us in our Twitter chat is... You know, we've got some. We had a real hot topic to talk to talk about. So. I mean, it does not get hotter than the Johnson. It gets. Amendment, it, I know it gets people really excited because they know exactly what it <laughs> pertains to, why it's important, and why yep. it matters. So, it gets yeah, people... all riled up. And it's a good thing that there's not uh, a lot of stuff <laughs> going out by the by by someone about you know kneeling and 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 First Amendment and. And all that to distract people from it too. I mean, it's a good yeah. thing we don't have those types of distractions happening. Yeah, that could be very detrimental to our cause. <laughs> all right, so let's just start with what's the Johnson Amendment? Because I mean, I'm sure everybody that's listening already knows, but it, let's pretend that they don't and give kind of explain it to all of us like we're five. Sure. I mean, so it, it's a really, it really is an important rule. Um, basically, the Johnson Amendment says that. All 501c3 organizations, all charities, uh, cannot endorse political candidates or use tax-exempt donations and tax-free property for partisan political campaigns. Okay, so we're perfectly able to talk about issues such as gay marriage and abortion and civil rights, and churches maybe could spend a little more time talking about the latter and a little less time talking about the former, uh, but we just we can't endorse or be seen to be endorsing or coming out against a political candidate. Um, so basically, the rule doesn't really prevent pastors or me from doing anything in my private capacity, right? I can still on my, my private Twitter and Facebook and among my friends, I can tell them who I'm voting for and things like that. But, uh, you know, pastors can't do it on church letterhead and they can't get up in the pulpit and say, vote for X or you're going to go to hell. Um, and again, this is this is a pretty common sense rule, and it applies to all charities. And basically, it's saying we want charitable donations to go to charitable works. So it doesn't single out or pick on churches, um, but it's it's a I mean, it, it is a very just simple and kind of elegant rule that allows for churches to and nonprofits to do the work they need to do 
but not get mixed up in political campaigns. Which makes sense. Common it does. Sense. It does. It absolutely does. Uh, and so, yeah, to talk about repealing that, though, so something that's so common sense. Yeah. Why? I mean, why? Well, I mean, there's 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 two reasons: money and power. Uh, it's kind of it's not anything new. Uh, churches are after more money and more power, and. There are a couple of reasons that they'll get that, but I mean, it might be useful first to address their, they have a very, uh, a popular argument and Trump has adopted this argument uh, for them. The, the Department of Justice has adopted it in part two and they're, they're saying, well, hey, we have a free speech right to endorse whoever we want. And that's not true because they're forgetting this one basic kind of critical fact and it's that tax exemption is a privilege. It's not a right. And so strings can be attached to that privilege. And one of the strings the government has attached to those privilege, that particular privilege is the Johnson Amendment. So basically the government's saying, yeah, you have a free speech right, and if you want to endorse somebody, that's fine, go ahead. But you don't get to be tax exempt. Right? And that and the government is perfectly able to do that. There's there's absolutely no problem doing that. So I think the the real question then becomes what you asked, which is, well, why are they doing this? And it's because of money and power. Um, it is the, the free speech argument is a uh, red herring. It, it is completely irrelevant. And actually, one of the courts have already rejected that argument. Uh, the real issue is courts or excuse me, churches want more money and more power. And if the Johnson Amendment goes away. It is not a stretch to say that millions, and I think it's very feasible that billions of dollars will flow into churches and they will become unregulated super PACs. I mean, right, without, that's what I was going to say. It's like what separates that at, at that point, what separates them from being just faith based super PACs? Nothing. And it's, it'll actually even be worse than that. Um, and I, I can explain why in a minute. But yeah, it'll be, I mean, this will make the Citizens United decision that pissed everybody off look like. I mean, like child's play by comparison. I mean, this will, it will completely alter the political and election landscape forever in this country, forever. Well, and we're already dealing with the fact that it seems like religion encroaches on politics as it is. So this is just taking it to 11 if this gets... And yes, and I mean... It's, I appreciate the Spinal Tap analogy and I hate to ruin it, but like, it's even worse than that, right? It's like 11 doesn't even come close to covering it. And, <laughs> I mean, and what, one of the big, so one of the big problems here is that every 501c3 in the country has to file what's called a Form 990 with the IRS. So FFRF, who I work for, you know, we file this Form 990 every year and it tracks every penny that comes into the organization and every penny that goes out. And it's available on our website. People can go look it up and they can see exactly how much money is coming from what and going to what. But churches don't have to file that. Every other charity in the country has to, but churches don't report any of that information. They are financial and informational black holes. Okay, so we have no idea what money comes in and goes out of churches already. And you pair that with the ability for them to get into politics and you're just opening the floodgates for dark money, which will just be funneled to political campaigns through churches with zero financial transparency. Donors could give 
or tithe to churches in unlimited amount. And that could go, and it couldn't be tracked. There ju- there's just no way to know. So again, overturning the Johnson Amendment, getting rid of it, defunding the enforcement of it, however it's happening, would make Citizens United look trivial and nominal by comparison. Billions of dollars will go to churches, and they'll be able to use that to sway elections. And how does that differ if for like uh, super PACs now versus what, I mean, could possibly happen? Like with the super PAC, if I donate to a super PAC, is that disclosed publicly anywhere? Or is there a way to pre, like to, to stop some random company from just dumping, you know, millions of dollars into a super PAC? To There, to... there are, and there are limits, and it depends on the gradations, right? Uh, for companies and individuals, and depends on what type of entity you're giving to. But the argument that's being made, the, the speech argument that churches are made, and the religious freedom argument that churches are made, I mean, carried to the very logical conclusion, there, there would be no way to track any of that through churches. And, and part of that makes a certain amount of sense, right? There is a separation of state and church in part because the government's also not supposed to be interfering with churches. So we don't really necessarily want the government opening the church's books and looking through and figuring out where all their money is going. But again... That's also with the understanding that the churches aren't going to be getting involved in the government and into politics that way. So the, the, basically, the church wants to have their cake and eat it, too. Um, and it, again, you know, it would just be it would be a disaster. And everybody listening right now should be aware that the, the House of Representatives has already passed a budget bill that would defund the IRS's already somewhat anemic enforcement of the Johnson Amendment. And so right now, the only thing that has to happen is the Senate to pass a bill agreeing with the House bill and uh, the Johnson Amendment would go away. Because President Trump will, of course, sign it. He has promised to get rid of and totally destroy the Johnson Amendment. FFRF has sued him over his religious freedom order, which in which he tried to gut the Johnson Amendment, but according to his own lawyers, didn't actually do anything. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that was embarrassing. Yeah, I was, I was just, just going to ask you about our... Um, Commander in chief and his <laughs> executive order, and yeah. and yes, there there we go. But he he obviously has put his cards on the table of where he stands. He has, and yes. I think uh, you know FFRF. So he signed this executive freedom, uh, this executive order, which was on religious freedom on the National Day of Prayer on May fourth. <laughs> FFRF sued him that same day. Um, now, a lot of the other groups chose not to sue because everybody was worried about uh, the the leaked version of the executive order, which was leaked in January. Right. It's really awful language in it. It, it basically gave churches and uh, religious employers a license to discriminate against gay people. Mm-hmm. And, and that didn't make it into the final order. So a lot of people, us included to a certain extent, were breathing this big sigh of relief. Like, oh my gosh, this is, this is good. This is a fight we don't have to have. But the Johnson Amendment stuff, the idea that he was gutting the Johnson Amendment in this order was still all there. And FFRF has sued the IRS over the Johnson Amendment already, uh, so we were ready to go to court on that that particular prong anyway. Uh, I think more so than some of the other groups were. So we did sue Trump the day he signed that order, uh, and we got some really nice coverage from uh, Washington Post and Politico about uh, when his attorneys went into court and basically said, yeah, that executive order that Trump thinks does all this great stuff doesn't really do anything, which is an interesting <laughs> argument to make. Um, but if people are interested, I mean, if you go read our lawsuit, the reason Trump says he's doing this to benefit Christianity, he says it's going to be his greatest contribution to Christianity is, is gutting the Johnson Amendment. 
Um, and again, it's because it's it's not letting them talk. It's going to give them money and power like they've never seen and like we've never seen in this country before. And so, to that extent, the yeah. the the IRS enforcement of the Johnson Amendments, I, I know you said it was anemic. I, I was sure. under the understanding because I, I, I forget who it was that I saw uh, speak uh, maybe a year ago about uh, from uh, Americans United for Separation of Church and State. Uh from what I understand from from that that talk that he gave, it just it's something that just hasn't been enforced. Like it, the laws on the books, but they just don't do anything with it. Like is that is that not true, or uh, like what 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 does that look like, or has there even been any type of enforcement of that in so, recent years? Yeah, I mean it's a, and it's a perfectly good question, especially for a skeptic to ask. Um, and it has been lax, um, but I, there's a, there needs to be a distinction that we draw right between. Uh, a lax enforcement and abolishing the law altogether, right? Because most drivers are still going to obey the speed limit, even if there are no speed traps set up to pull people over and enforce that law right away, right? I mean, mm-hmm. the rule being in place is often enough to elicit the behavior that we want. Um, and I think that's, that is absolutely the case when it comes to the Johnson Amendment. So the lack of current enforcement doesn't necessarily actually alter a lot of the behavior the way you would you might think. Um, that being said, when we sued the IRS, um, it was because they were not enforcing it at all. And in fact, um, the rules and regulations spe- specify that a person at a certain level, so high enough in the IRS hierarchy, uh, has to sign off on any church investigation under the Johnson Amendment. And they actually didn't have anybody that was capable of doing that in place. Uh, okay. So we knew there was no way they were enforcing the Johnson Amendment, and it had been that way for more than a year. So when we we sued, that forced them to hire people, and they actually did say that they have this list of churches that they're investigating. Um, and you know, we haven't necessarily seen anything shake out from that, but you also wouldn't hear about it. Because the IRS can't advertise and talk about that, too. Um, they'd actually be prohibited from doing that as well. So I think there's kind of two points there. It's, it's a little bit of an area where we, we kind of don't know by design. And there's a big difference between it not being actively enforced and it not existing altogether. And of course, churches aren't going to tell themselves. Uh, I mean, we, we have plenty of examples of churches not wanting to tattle on their, their <laughs> bad behavior or... Yeah. Bad, but, you know, it, I mean, interestingly enough, enough, FFRF has reported something like, um, oh, shoot, I don't remember the number now. I think maybe 70 churches um, that have we think have engaged in electioneering, which is the technical term for violating the Johnson Amendment, um, since I think our, our we began. And, you know, of course, we're hearing about that from churchgoers, right? Because... Our members, our members aren't in church on Sunday morning to hear a sermon right. that endorses a candidate. So, you know, a, a lot of the people who are sitting in the pews don't want their pastors and their preachers engaging in this kind of behavior. So, so that leads me to a question. Um, as I was thinking about this today, I, you know, I assume that there are probably certain churches, religious denominations, maybe that would be really stoked if this gets repealed. But I was also wondering, to the contrary, are there churches and religious organizations that want to keep it in place? Yeah, um, almost everybody does, actually. So um, our good friends at Americans United for the Separation of State and Church, they actually just delivered, um, I think it was 4,000 letters from faith leaders from all around the country to members of Congress asking them to keep the Johnson Amendment in place. 
Um, and in April, there was a letter that was signed by 4,500 national nonprofit organizations, including FFRF, urging Congress to protect the Johnson Amendment. And then my, my favorite was this study done by a, a, a Christian polling group called Lifeway Research. And their motto is biblical solutions for life. And this, this, so we're, yeah. we're, st- we're stoning, we're stoning virgins and things like that, right? yes, exactly, exactly, exactly. Except that even I they found that, that, I mean, that's, that sounds like a good time. They found that 80%, 80%, 80%, Americans say it's inappropriate for pastors to endorse a candidate in church. And 75% thought it was completely inappropriate for churches to publicly endorse a candidate, period. And okay. Yeah, so that being said. All of these people are mm-hmm. saying, why would, why would we do away with this? We don't want to go to church and be talked to politically. Church leaders are saying, we, we want to keep this in place. Why is this even up for discussion? So, so if you look at the, the studies that have been done, there's one group that kind of stands out in all the polls as, as wanting this to be done. And that, that's evangelical Christians. Evangelicals? No way! No yeah. way. Yeah. Surprise! Yeah, um, <laughs> and they, I mean they they tend to lean more one way than the other, but so they and their their influence in Congress is disproportionate to to their actual size, uh, and so you you get the sense from looking at all this polling and spending all this time deep in this this mire that I'm in that the many groups probably wouldn't be endorsing political candidates anyway. And in fact, you know, if you listen to some of the Catholic uh, bishops and stuff talk, they actually say that their their internal rules, Catholic Church rules, are actually stricter than than the IRS rules. And they, they, they won't, you know, which is kind of amazing if you think about it. But the, the evangelicals really stand out as we would absolutely take advantage of this. And, you know, if you look at which way they lean, you know, FFRF is nonpartisan in part because of the Johnson Amendment. But uh, we can say conservative so, though, because we are, we're, we're, we're not, I mean, Natalie and I can, you, you, I, we know that you didn't. Well, I mean, and I, I mean, record, it, let the record state. <laughs> there are facts that can be like stated. Now. So for instance, you know, the, the Pew did a study and it looked at which religious sects lean, which way in terms of religion. And, of the eight most Republican-leaning sects, seven of those were evangelicals. And the most Republican-leaning sect was the Mormons. Uh, numbers two through eight were all evangelical sects. So, I mean, you, you, can, you know which way the power and the money would flow in these elections as a result just of that, of those just plain facts and plain numbers. So, say, I'm, I'm a person who cares about, you know, women's health, reproductive rights, LGBT rights. Um, I'm concerned if the Johnson Amendment goes away and political power is being used by evangelical Christians who, you know, lean that way. So don't want that to happen. How do we make that not happen? Yeah, yeah I mean, it's it's kind it's kind of scary when you think about yeah. it. And, and I think another, you know, another another point to make too is it's not it's not just it's not just political power because the money that's going to flow into them, you know, the billions of dollars that is really not an exaggeration. It, it's dark and it's unaccountable, and who knows what they're going to spend that money on? 
right? I mean, you know, it, it doesn't have to be politics that they spend this money on. Um, you know, it could be it could be you know a pregnancy crisis those pregnancy crisis centers and. I mean, who knows what they're going to be spending this money on? Facebook ads for the next election, too. I mean, you, you, know, I mean, you never know. So. Yeah, so that's Their a own concern private army because... If you're at the Church of Scientology. Well, right, because I, cause when you say that, it, I was thinking just politically and with candidates and all of that, but yeah, this, it's, it's the social issues. Yeah. It's all of these things that we, I think, should care about as people just you know humanists towards other people and that's kind of fucking scary and i mean don't even limit it to don't even just think about lawmakers you know think about people who are running for school board and churches can get involved in those elections and think about people who are running for state supreme court many states have elected judges and elected local judges you think about who's going to be deciding issues of religious freedom and redefining religious freedom to allow, for instance, a baker to discriminate against gay people. You know, I mean, th these this cuts across everything. And if if we if we lose the Johnson Amendment, you know, I mean, it is going to be significantly harder uh, for state church separation and many of the issues that your listeners care about forever. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to say because it it goes beyond just money, power, whatever. It really comes down to the the church and state issue. Mm -hmm. And when the waters get even more muddy than they already are, because we know that they're already muddy. Like we've had conversations, like this is not the first time you've been on this show <laughs> because there's always something you you have a job because there is something always. Yeah. We, we have a climate that we need to keep talking about this stuff. And, and I guess for, for listeners who view this like we do, it, is there action that people can take yes. to advocate for yes. you know, and keeping I, this? I mean, right now, the number one thing that needs to happen is this bill is before the Senate right now. And it's it's a budget bill, so it's even less sexy than just talking about the Johnson <laughs> Amendment. Um, but it people need to contact their their senators and get them to protect and enforce the Johnson Amendment, not defund it. Um, FFRF put out an action alert. I believe we put it out on September 18th. Maybe you guys can link to it or, or send it out to everybody. Um, that tells people how and it walks you through. And it's very simple. You click on links and it, it'll, we have talking points for you. So you don't have to remember all this stuff or go rewatch this. Um, but it is, it is critical that people actually reach out and call their senators. I know many people might not have done that before, but it, it does make a difference, a huge difference more than you'll ever know. Because, yeah, it, it just seems like at this point, not just with this, but with anything, people who, you know, maybe we've been quieter at other times, it seems like taking action and speaking up is really important right now. It is. Look, I mean, you have a voice. This government belongs to we the people, right? Your voice counts and your voice matters. The only time it doesn't is if you don't use it. You yeah. you have a voice. You have to use it. In fact, I'll go so I'll go further. I'll say you have a duty to use it. And mm -hmm. you know, as an American, you have a duty to use as it. As an American, that that was such a as that was Captain a good America. Captain America. <laughs> this Captain America monologue at the end there because, but it's but it's true because just thinking about what could happen if we don't. Yeah. 
And I, t- I mean, I'll tell you, the other side is using theirs. I mean, you think about the fact that 80% of the people in the country don't want this and that Congress is still pushing it through. That's because they're hearing from the other side. They're hearing from that 20%. They're hearing from that vocal, in this case, minority that wants it passed. So it's time for us to speak up and let them hear the vocal majority. I think that's a really good take-home message for everybody listening to actually take action on this this time. Yeah, Yeah. I I think so. And I really encourage everybody to go check out that action alert and and write to your senator. Call your senator if you can. It's always better to call than write, but at the very least, shoot them an email. Yeah, I think that's the plan. And we will share that with all of our, like, social media audiences and all that. Anything, like... Any good victories lately for Atheist Captain America and FFRF? Uh, we've, I mean, we've been doing quite a bit lately. We've been pissing off all the right people. Um, <laughs> one thing people should keep an eye out for is also scary that they might want to contact their senators about is Donald Trump nominated two people from a group called First Liberty, which mm-hmm. is sort of like um, the anti-FFRF. Okay, like if you can imagine a group that's exactly opposed to everything we stand for, that's who this group is. For lifetime judicial appointments as federal judges in Texas, which is terrifying. I've been researching these guys and listening to them. We will have a big action alert on that probably early next week. Um, It's it's scary stuff. So so. People need to probably act on that one too. I'll just come back on and we'll talk about that. Just come back on, (laughs) right? I was was going to say this is the the Andrew Seidel podcast. (laughs) I'm sorry, guys. This is this is the state of the world that we need to keep putting these conversations out there because otherwise, it's all just it's all just going without people <laughs> right. doing there's anything. So much, and, and there's so much noise yeah. out there. There's so much, so many, so many different things to be agitated over and, and to get upset about. And it's, it's, it's hard to prioritize for, for, for a lot of people. And it, it's much easier just to, just to turn your computer off, turn, put down your phone and, and go about your day. But these are, I mean, like, like you're saying, lifetime appointments to things are, it, that that goes far beyond just <laughs> let's give Trump a chance. Well, I yeah. can't say Trump. Uh, yeah, let's give uh, let's give him a chance. Let's give that that individual a chance. I mean, and and I mean because that's that's a long time. I don't know if you know a lifetime is a long time. A long time. <laughs> science fact. It's, it's a long time. Yeah, especially when they're you know, barely fifty years old. So um, yeah, yeah. All right, so, but guy, I actually yeah. I have to I have to run. I'm getting buzzed. We're having a big brainstorming session. All right, and the, I'm going to go pick up some children brief. and. Take the <laughs> well, and, and so if we if we want to follow, read, and do other things uh, to and with you, uh, how would we go about doing that? <laughs> uh, well, everybody should join FFRF, FFRF.org slash join. That's the best way. And then I have some personal Twittering and Facebooking I do that I, I'm sure I pop up across your guys' feeds from time to time. It's Often. Andrew L. Seidel. So yeah. it's, it's always right. fun chatting with you. Thank you. We yeah. will we'll talk you to you so much. soon. All right, anyway. guys. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. This week, the reason we love the internet is... I, I, I don't... I'm watching it. <laughs> I can't stop laughing long enough to talk. It's a it's a hobby horse tournament. Hobby horse tournament, which... <laughs> Which sounds like it could be terrifying, but this is not. This is it's. If you, it's not. It's not what I expected.
<laughs> I was I was hoping for some sort of I don't even know stuffed <laughs> horse like contest like some shitty taxidermy something or another. Um, what we got was <laughs> a a news story of a thousand people in what appears to be a school gym uh, watching these. Uh, I I think they were all females. I don't I don't want to I, I don't want to assume I genders think, there, but I think so. Uh, but I don't know. Like tween to teen age uh, ladies riding around <laughs> a gym floor on a like an horse, obstacle which, course sort which of is, thing which is it's a horse head like a stuffed like a fake <laughs> obviously not, not a real horse head oh my god that would be <laughs> that would that would add another layer to all this and oh, would. i don't know if it would be too like too much for me but i'm uh but w- yeah with a stick and so it's like a like a five-year-old's toy yeah. Uh, but these these people are uh, riding around on it as if it's jumping a real over horse hurdles and, have, like, and stuff and prancing. Not, They're prancing. Not, not, not just hurdles. Not just hurdles. Like the actual. <laughs> what it looks like actual. Like if you're doing like a horse, whatever. Like equestrian stuff. Like outside equestrian. Yeah. There you go. That's where equestrian. I was equestrian. We're using the that actual word. like type style of hurdles. So <laughs> yeah. they have a level of realism here on this on this basketball court floor, which I mean the basketball court, every time it flashes that it just takes me completely out of it. And I just can't I just I just I go, I just can't. But yeah, they they're jumping around. Uh they even have like a barrier up and it's not even not even like a cones or anything. It's it's a it's a fucking like foot tall wall that they've temporary wall that they have around this thing as if it's like a real arena. Or it's it's just it's just weird, and but they're jumping it's around really and weird. acting like they're on a horse. Some of them are galloping, and then a couple of them like do like the the horse like dancing and like they're like back and oh, forth dressa- and, like, when they oh, like pause. Isn't that called like dressage or something in the Olympics? I, they do. There's you, horse dancing in the Olympics. Lost me. I know. There's I've, weird equestrian stuff. Like they dress up horses and make them dance. I, I know. It's. It's odd. The world Weird. is an odd place. And this is this is just fucking bizarro. And I watched it twice while you were talking. And, like, it's funny every time. So anybody who's listening to this, please just watch it. You'll know what we're talking about. And you will question everything. Because well, and this is where we've reached actually, at this point. Because of my strong commitment uh, to research and preparation for the show, mm-hmm. I did uh, I did some research on this. Wait, th- and, this is the thing uh, you chose to research. This is the thing of all the things. Yes, this is what Dan the, Broadbent chooses to research. Let's just go on yes. record for that. Okay, all it, right. It it this this was in Finland. Uh, the contest itself had two hundred participants, uh, with Jesus. like about a thousand people watching. So like that 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 whole ratio of, of five to one audience to. It particip- I'm not sure how I feel about that. So it sounds like we have two to one, two parents per one child. Anyway, uh, or no, five to one. I'm sorry. I said five to one. So two, two parents. Anyway, math. Uh, there's this a lot of parents in the show. audience. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of parents in the audience. But uh, the it, it's apparently it's a huge thing in Finland with uh, 10,000 kids uh, getting involved in the in the sport, which I mean, it. I I are we calling this a sport? We're calling this a sport because I'm, it happens on a I'm basketball reading this court. Off. This okay. is on ESPN.com. So, 
uh, it's it's a sport uh, apparently okay. as much as uh, spelling. No, but you're. I mean, they're running around. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, no, there, it's active. a lot of emotion. It, there's a lot of heart. It's an activity out there. You you see you see yeah. some of the shots. You see see them like they're upset. I guess I assume they didn't win, or maybe they did win, and, and they're they're happy and it's happy. I I can't tell because I or, don't speak. I mean, uh, are you at, are you Finnish? at a point where you're like where you're like I won this? What is my life? <laughs> like this this is this is my achievement. I won I, the I hobby horse tournament. I think it's not something you can do ironically. I think you have to actually be legitimately you really believe into it. it. You believe it. You gotta you yeah. gotta perform. What I want to know, I like when when they get done, like do they interview? Yeah, you know, uh, we had a good run out there uh, <laughs> that time. Uh, you know, we got tripped up on on uh, jump number we, two, and you we. know, I, I felt like we well because it's 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 because uh, it's, you and the it's, horse. Your, it's your hobby. It's, it's you, you and, and your horse. horse. Yeah, but uh, I mean, we'll go back. We'll look at. We'll watch the tape. We'll look at it again. Uh, you know, uh, come out next time a little stronger. Uh, you know, I'd like to thank thank God. Uh, I'd like to thank my parents, and uh, I'd like to thank here. the company that made my hobby horse. I don't know. Do they have Do they have <laughs> right. like endorsements with certain hobby horse companies? Because I imagine there's just a fuck ton see, that are just making these things. I see. I see some banners up that say, and, and of course, I, again, I don't speak Finnish, and this is in Vanta, Finland. Uh, this was back in April, it looks. But I see uh, there is a there's a banner up for for something that looks like some sort of advertising. So somebody's making ad dollars off. Who, of this. Like who sponsors this? Like Build a Bear Workshop? Like I don't. I, I don't speak Finnish, so I cannot answer Dad, that question. Your research is lacking. But you, but you did research on this. I, I and said it, I researched it. I never said I researched I it well. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It, you you did a thing. You did a thing, and oh we my have... god, they have gifts. <laughs> I'm on horsenetwork.com. Oh god. Okay. Which is All a right. website. Okay, you're on horsenetwork.com. I think that we have to just thank our patrons for for making this possible. <laughs> but because but where see, do we again, go from again, here? Again, this is this is this is like people people like to say that that I. Talk over you. Don't give you enough time to talk, and yada yada yada. This is you. This is you controlling me, not giving me enough time to talk. Just I, like you did last I week am, with the skulls. I, I we're going on a deep dive with the skulls. We're that that is that is, is that going to be a? Should we do an episode just about skulls? Sometime? No skull left behind, unturned. No, or, no skull left unturned Wait, or behind. Just... Like no, there, we just you just combined a couple they things will there. Pass but... the standardized tests. We will we will <laughs> uncover all the skulls. We will do a deep dive into the skulls, or we could, you know, we should just do, a just like a shit post version of a podcast episode sometime, and like fuck having interviews, We've done fuck that talking about two times now. Oh no 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 no! I mean the whole thing. I mean the whole thing. I mean we devote like forty minutes to just oh, talking about forty like, minutes. It, only like just only a shit post. Minutes. It'll be or, our like longest. Or we episode. do like, It'll be like four hours. <laughs> It'll be like the Titanic <laughs> of podcast episodes. It would it would require two two like video cassettes or like video cassettes, videotapes, whatever. I don't know. <laughs> Where Double are we? CD set. See, that's a callback. That's sets. a callback to to the God of the Week. Discussion. It will be. See, oh my God! It'll be the melancholy. It'll be the melancholy and the infinite I, sadness no, of podcast not, episodes. Let's not go that route. Uh, no, know. it'll be happier than that because yeah. we can't go let's there. Leave, let's leave Billy Corgan back in the '90s where he belongs. Oh, please. yeah, he shouldn't. Yeah, let's... he doesn't exist anymore. He doesn't. He, <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's a shell of his former but self. But speaking, <laughs> but speaking of people who do exist, our yeah. patrons, tattoos and bones, Ryan Wimmer. I almost said Wine Wimmer. Ryan Wimmer. That's not a tongue. T- tongue. Oh my god. 
Fuck me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Nathan, Alice, <laughs> Cynthia, Michael, Frank, Jeff, Michael, Lizzie in the lab, Magnus, uh, Hannah, Felix, Chris, Michael, Michael, Sarah, and Josue. Uh, th- those are all people. They give us money each week because they like us. And if yeah. you like us and want to give us money this week, uh, like I've said before, even if you don't like us, but you want to give us money, money is money. So we don't care. Just like a download is a download. Don't care if you're hate listening. Uh, you can do so at We welcome it. It's slash. fine. Yeah I, yeah, I don't care. Talk yeah. about, tweet about us more. Tweet about us more. You're, you're just giving us more attention to free advertising. Thank you. Uh, but you can be a patron at patreon.com slash TSE podcast. Get access to early episodes, uh, pictures of, of Natalie's body parts, uh, as described earlier <laughs> no, in the show. No, is But we did describe you, it. We did. You we said, did talk you about said that. You said you would. I, you said you would. And it doesn't matter. See, now that's I'm creating an aura of mystique around, ooh, around yeah. what are they going to post? Maybe, I skipped maybe, ahead. Maybe not. Now I have to go I back know. and listen. Do yeah. I? Do I not? Yes, they do. <laughs> Yes. Uh, what else? What What do we do at this point? Uh, Natalie has a, a Patreon. Will oh. you do that? And then Na- Natalie, hit us with a quote. I am a humanist, which means in part that I have tried to behave decently without expectations of rewards or punishments after I am dead. And that is Kurt Vonnegut Jr. And uh, yeah, so I think that's because you know what happens quote. when you die. You die. Nothing. You know. Nothing. Yeah, that's it. You're dead. Um, you're done. So you're done. But we're not done with our show because next week we're, oh we'll God, be back because we we're, we're never done. This show is never done. We are so sorry, everybody. Um, but next week we will um, we think unless something crazy comes up, we will have our interview with David Alvarado, the um, one of the directors of the Bill Nye film. Which, if you would yeah. like to look on YouTube or Facebook, we recorded a video of that. Um, you could find it, watch it. Um, if you are in the Washington, D.C. area, Bill Nye will be appearing at a screening of the film on Friday night. Um, yeah. Uh, I might go by myself because this is my life where I might go to I movies see, by myself I on a, a Friday night. I don't see a reason not to because is, is David going to be there? Or? He's not. I don't think. Oh, that's too bad. I don't think he's, he's your in. He's like, hey, Dave, yeah, we hung out. I know. We talked the other night. No. And, and then now you get to meet Bill Nye. But No, I instead I, I might just be a person who goes to a movie by myself on Friday night because, because again, this is this is where I'm at in my life. And it's okay. It'll be fine, right? I don't I don't see a problem yeah? with that. I don't see any yeah. I know. I don't see anything Whatever. bad about that, but we also we also did a uh, we have a patron patron only Patreon only post patron post of our extended interview with David, where we get some beforehand shenaniganery and then some after handed afterhand. Oh, is, with is um, with with uh, Gwyneth Paltrow sex test. <laughs> <laughs> I, I liked what you're about with vagina. Yes, yes. With, we talked with about vaginas. vagina. Yes. Yes. We always just we yes, just vagina. <laughs> <laughs> you heard See, that's me. How you, that's you how heard you create, you, I did. You heard me about to say vagina, I and a, I stopped myself I from saying vagina. Maybe even seventh sense for, uh, for that. you know you <laughs> you, have, <laughs> you have a sense for those words. All right, so um, so we'll we'll wrap up this whatever this devolves into yeah, at the is... end of the shows though i've i've heard from certain people that they like this part of the show which that's thank that's you what the critics Sorry. are saying they the, the they, critics and they my, 
<laughs> my, my one of my fa- one of my favorite reviews that we've gotten on iTunes, which I mean, review us on iTunes, that'd be cool. Uh, was this is a total ripoff of League of Nerds, and that was posted like four or five months ago, and I was like, I've never listened to League of Nerds. So I mean, they're okay. they're my friends. They're and like, and right. I don't is it I a ripoff of this... their show? No, it's not, and that's that's bullshit. That's such bullshit, though I do have a like a thing with them where I like to call it out if we have a guest on before they do, and like they kind of like Chris Shelton, we had Chris Shelton on before they did that means we had we John own Stewart Chris Shelton, I'm pretty sure we we own him, yeah, but like because they used to give me shit or like, oh nat you you got on whoever, and we've had them already, and it's like, well, you guys have been doing your show for way longer, jerks. I called them jerks, obviously. Also, oh. I mean, it. Yeah. It, it's. <laughs> and we're gonna. I mean, we're gonna we have really... a rivalry right now. We, we do. We're we? just gonna ignite a rivalry with League of Nerds. I'll, I'll text them and let them know that we're in a fight. <laughs> what are we? What are <laughs> we in a fight about? Just doesn't matter. Just a we're, fight. We're restarting the rival, rivalry. We are. We are. We're we're restarting the rivalry we're that gonna, never existed. We're gonna play. We're we're, we're gonna, gonna go flip club. We now. are. We're gonna we're gonna go. It's always sunny on on them, <laughs> and and just do that. The next like, I'll tell them. You know, you need to go. Okay, so Dan, you need to go to QED next year. They'll be there, and we'll let just me, we'll let me do. Just, a, let me just hop on a plane to yeah to, to England, Manchester. Yeah, so we'll all go and we'll have a flip cup tournament. It's in England, and right? It's in England. It is okay. geography. Good. Like we've established, this is Good. not a math show, nor is it a geography show. Well, so. I've never, I've never been. I've, I've been on a cruise outside of the country. I don't consider that to be outside of the country. So I don't, I, I don't know that I've ever been outside. Well, I mean, I know I've never. I I would have been there if I, I, I hope <laughs> unless I'm being trafficked, which is the real thing that happens. It's not funny. It's not a joke. All right. It's not a joke. Don't All laugh right. at that. Say say goodbye to everybody because I'm just gonna start giggling is, for no is... reason and everything's gonna sound real bad. Real <laughs> well, bad. this is this is the point. Yeah, and this is the point where it's gonna be like I'm, I'm I'm gonna be trying to like add the fade out music at the end, and then I'm gonna be like, well. I, how do I? When, when do I start the music? Because I want to. We only the full actual theme is only two minutes and twenty seconds long, and then we've been talking here for probably eight minutes of what is normally uh, the, the closing. So yeah, this is a this is a long finish tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs> oh goodness. The music you heard tonight was written and performed by Adam Johnson and was used with his permission. You can contact Adam at adamjohnsondc at gmail.com. This podcast is property of Not Narrow or Straight LLC, all rights reserved.